With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to All the Things Sword of Truth, the chapter-by-chapter reread of the Sword of Truth series with a swollen stream of craft brew on the side. I'm Nate. I'm Jade. <laughs> and this week, we're going to be getting into Chapter 22 of Wizard's First Rule. We do have a little bit of news first. Heart of Black Ice, the last book in the Nikki Chronicles, is releasing, it'll be tomorrow, it's tomorrow for us, but it'll It'll be yesterday for you guys. Right. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So I know a lot of people have already gotten their hands on it and have started reading it because some bookstores put their stuff out a little bit early for some reason. Yeah, I've been seeing that lately online, people posting pictures of, look what I found at my local Barnes & Noble or look what I got in the mail a few days early. They're out there. Yeah. They're never out there by us, apparently, because I've never spotted one of these things releasing early. But some people out there are getting lucky, and I, I applaud them, and I'm happy for them. They have it done before anybody else gets to read it, and that's got to feel cool. Well, we haven't gone out to our local Barnes & Noble, so we can go check that out tomorrow if you want to. Yeah, we're going to have to. I mean, I'm going to have it on Audible by 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, so. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I will have a copy. <laughs> but let us know what you guys think of that if you've gotten your hands on it. That's all I have. So we can move right along. All right. Um, What did you think about this chapter? I liked it, especially the beginning a lot. I did. I smiled a lot during the beginning. And then the last part, I mean, maybe not so much, but I liked the Zed and Addy part. Yeah, well, the cute old couple. and the... I like that it goes between Zed and Richard. So you get both perspectives in the chapter. Sometimes one whole chapter, you're like, this can't possibly be going on as long as it is when we know that Richard is somewhere else in the middle of a battle or something. Oh, yeah. You want to check in. Yeah. It's nice to kind of, like you said, check in with all the different characters, keep tabs on where everybody is and what everybody's doing. And also, if you're away from Richard or Kaylin for too long, you find yourself pining for them right. a little bit. <laughs> but what is he doing? Yeah, because that's <laughs> all we really care about. In this chapter, Zed wakes up, spice soup and chills with Addie. 
And Richard and Kaylee meet the locals. Yeah. <laughs> I like the locals. I think I would get along great with these people. Yeah? Yeah, I really, really do. <laughs> well, let's get into it and find out why. You <laughs> so Zed wakes up. He smells the spice soup. He's covered in bones. He sees Chase in the house with bones hanging all over the walls. He, like, gets up all stealthy, and then he finds himself face-to-face with an old woman, and they both scream with their hands in the air. I liked the part where they were, like, their skinny little hands in the air. <laughs> yeah, you can see that in a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Did he make the bones levitate off of himself? Yeah. And he sat them down quietly. Was that so he could be stealthy? I, I thought so. That's what I got from it. And all that was happening right behind Addie, and she had no idea. I think he probably felt like she had no idea, but, I mean, she's the bone lady, and bones are moving in her house of bones. <laughs> so she was probably aware. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I not, because, I mean, he sneaks up on her, and they both yell. Yeah, they both scream, so maybe they were both unaware, huh. which is weird. You'd think maybe they could sense that. I I mean, yeah, like I just explained, I would think she would have been in like, uh, I know you're awake. <laughs> right. It's funny, only because they mention, you know, she's blind, but she makes jokes about how she can see better than most people. Yeah. So. <laughs> Zed asks who she is and demands to know how many meals he's missed, because that's the most fucking important thing at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it talks about how he cringes at the thought that Gruel had to sustain him. Yeah. I fucking cracked up because Zed's like, no, you fed me what? <laughs> I don't care if I was unconscious and couldn't taste it. You give me the good stuff because yeah. it's the good stuff, damn it. You could have made me broth at least. <laughs> I could hear a bags. You fed me what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the two of them have a flirty little back and forth. Zed comments about Addie's foot, and she says, nothing's wrong with it. What be wrong with your eyes? And Zed's like, oh, the only thing that's been wrong with my eyes is they've been famished, and now they are feasting. And it was so funny. Oh, he's laying it on thick. <laughs> yeah. But he was being charming as hell when he's like, what happened to your foot? And Addie goes, nothing. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> or what happened to your leg? Yeah. And she says, nothing. I'm perfectly fine. I was going to say it's Addie, and she's very particular about exact words, so I thought she was going to say, there's nothing wrong with my leg. My foot's missing. Yeah. But my leg is fine. And, you know, Zed is like, no, 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 the other one. She's like, what? It just doesn't touch the ground? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she throws it right back at him with that, what's wrong with your eyes? And I thought it was so funny. Right. <laughs> she tells him to sit down and eat some soup, and as soon as he eats it, he knows that Richard made it. I mean, I don't want to diss spice soup. I want to try it. I want to see if there's a an actual recipe somewhere that we could try. There is. Awesome. Um, but I don't know if I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like your mom cooked food a certain way, and so you prefer just that one way it's done because well, that's the way mom made it. Maybe Zed is having one of these moments with Richard. Because Richard makes spice soup and Zed can tell. I just guess it showed a little bit of history between these two guys. He knows that's his food. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could imagine if you had uh, like a random chili 
versus if if somebody fed you a chili, you've had my chili now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. For eleven years. So if you tasted a chili and it tasted similar to something I made, you might be like, wait, wait. <laughs> I could pick your chili out of the lineup. See? I guarantee you, I could. See, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> maybe not a bunch of stuff, but like my chili, maybe my potato soup. Oh, potato soup. Well, th- I guess that's one of the points I was gonna bring up is that there's not much difference when you use the same ingredients but it's just i don't know the certain way it's done i can't really explain it put it into words any better than that (laughs) maybe it's a texture thing see that's why i didn't use potato soup because you don't eat potato soup anywhere else but here right (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's potato soup anywhere oh my wife probably made that (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's good (laughs) but at that point addy fills him in on everything that happened yeah richard was there he Wanted to pass along some messages. He wanted Chase to know how to keep things safe. He wanted Zed to know, like, hey, man, sorry we had to leave you behind. Didn't know your plan, but hopefully you can catch up with us when you feel better. And, you know, Addy assumes that now that Zed's awake, he's going to go after Richard. Or more rather, she asks the question if he's going to, but assuming that's the plan. And he goes, no. Right. He's not, that's not in his plan right now. He has other shit that's more important. I thought this was interesting because earlier we hear Richard say that it wasn't really in his plan to have Chase come with them into the Midlands. And obviously we know he needs Zed with them, but these are people keeping secrets because that comes up in this chapter too. Zed never mentioned anything to Richard about not being with him and that being part of the plan. So did Zed know about the attack that made him, you know, be unconscious for all this time? I don't know. It seems like he obviously had separate plans from what he was going to send Richard to do, at least once I got to the Midlands. Right. Because he definitely has to leave. He can't stay at Eddie's any longer. But Andy does tell him that Richard keeps a secret from him. And Zed said something that I really liked. He says, I fear no secret of a person that I trust, and he has no reason to fear mine. It's part of being friends. And, I don't know, I like that. Because you don't have to tell everybody everything. If you trust somebody, you should be able to be like, okay, you're probably not being a shitbag. Yeah, that comes up a couple of times in this book where everybody's like, well, I have my secrets, and that's okay. And everybody's really defensive about it. I mean, yeah, everybody has their secrets. But everybody also points it out a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And this was one point in the book where it was pointed out that it didn't really rub me the wrong way. But I also don't see why that would have come up right now. I mean, it wasn't in his plan, but it was just, it was awkwardly put, I think. Well, it's just weird that Eddie thought it was important enough to tell Zed and Zed didn't think it was important enough to think about. Right. Right. <clears throat> but Eddie says she hopes he's right. You don't want to give a wizard a reason to be mad. And Zed jokes that he's a pretty harmless wizard. And Eddie's like, that be a lie, man. Yeah, no, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe this thought is coming from when he was just waking up and like making the bones float. But you'd think she would be able to sense something like that. Obviously, they couldn't. They both surprised the shit out of each other. But. She can tell that he's a wizard and a powerful one. Yeah. According to this conversation, she knows. She knew when they first showed up 
Because Richard's like, that's my friend. And she's like, that's a fucking wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard, you know, screamed at her. Yeah. <laughs> but so she knows what he is and he knows what she is. And they're just now meeting for the first time. And Richard and Caitlin have been gone for seven days at this point. Zed asks how he's supposed to find them once he's ready to go. And Eddie just kind of casually tells him, well, I gave him the nightstone. And that's when Zed flips out. Yeah, he is not a fucking fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is something I wasn't exactly thrilled about. They didn't explain what it does. She explains her reasoning for giving them the nightstone. Like, hey, they needed help. You don't want to be blind in the pass at night. You'll die. Flashlight. Exactly. This was a a necessity. But Zed is also like, yeah, okay, but what about the other thing? And they never say what the other thing is. No. They're like, hey, he wouldn't have used it if he knew what it did. And it's brilliantly written, I guess, by good kind. Because listening to it, you're like, what does it do? You have to say, though, it'll come up. And you get, spoiler, all the way to the end of the chapter, and they don't say it. And you're like, what? (laughs) It makes you have to keep reading. That's how you start a book at, you know, 8 p.m. and you end at 4 in the morning. When you realize you're just not going to sleep tonight and it's time to go to work. Yeah, you're fully in. (laughs) Right. And that's when Addie tells him that she did warn him with a riddle. So she didn't further freak him out because he was he was already pretty freaked out. She didn't want to outright tell him what it did. And Zed's like, oh, bags, woman. Richard hates riddles. He considers them an insult and he ignores them on fucking principle. <laughs> it makes him sound so douchey. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Like, oh, you can't give him a riddle? You gave him a riddle? Mm-hmm. Dude, he doesn't believe it. He just, you won't do them on principle. I don't do riddles. That's a trick, and I will not have part of a trick. There's a couple times in this chapter that he's just like, "Ah, that's dumb, I don't want to do it, and everyone's like, (laughs) Richard, calm down. Richard strikes me as the kind of guy who wouldn't enjoy, like, a stage magician. You know, somebody just, it's a trick, it's a joke, and everybody knows it, but it's kind of a cool thing to look at. Richard would be like, this is point. Yeah. We, we get it, guy. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> well, Addie's upset that she didn't listen when Richard, you know, flat out told her that he doesn't like riddles and asks that Zed reach out through the thing that they're all paranoid about to see if they're okay. Yeah, she wants Zed to activate the GPS in the Nightstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's okay that we're separated. I got this tracker on the Seeker, so I can tell where he is. I just, I would love it if Zed was like pressing his thumb into his palm and Richard all of a sudden was talking to Kaylin and went like, chirp, chirp, or something. Like, yeah. What was that? I don't, I don't know. Come on, we got a chirp, chirp. Get out of <laughs> here. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really funny, especially because they're like so worried about it. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, he has a nightstone. Holy shit. Oh, but you do have tracking on that. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, he got the insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, this is when Zed he says he has to go. And Addie's like, hey, man. Hey, it's dark outside. It's lonely here. Why just stay the night? This is Terry Goodkind's version of Baby, It's Cold Outside. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but with like a little bit of a role reversal. So it's like, I got to go. And she's like, but hey, dark. <laughs> Zed asks her, is this another one of your riddles? And she's like, no, no. He went, are you asking me to spend the night? <laughs> are you asking me to sleep with you here right. or sleep with you here? Because like, I'm only going to stay if if we are, are clear about what's going to happen here. I love that that's the basis. Uh, Zed's like, I have some super important shit to get to, but like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I could hang out. Because if there was need, I could stay and leave in the morning. <laughs> Otherwise, I should go now. So what are we talking? <laughs> she is the bone lady. Yeah. I'm sure he offered her a bone or two. I'm yeah. positive. <laughs> I like that Zed is, is an old man, but he's spry enough and he's with it enough to be like, hey, new lady, we've been talking to each other for about 10 minutes. We can do this thing? Yeah. <laughs> All of our people are gone. What's weird, though, is Chase is right there. He's, it's not like it's them alone. He's there with them. He's in a coma. He's in a coma. Still he's passed out. And like, what if he wakes up? Zed doesn't give a fuck. No, he's like, screw it. Oh, man. He'll throw his cloak over his face and he'll be, he'll be fine. <laughs> and Zed does say he's got his wizard rock with him. And Eddie's like, let's go, man. And Zed's like, you. You want to do this naked? So he's like starting off outside ready to do it, you know? Hey, you want to get weird with it? <laughs> yeah. Get naked and stand on my rock? <laughs> <laughs> Trip a little bit? It'll be fun. I almost wish at this point that in the show, when Kalen sees him for the first time, he's got that chicken, Clara. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he still had Clara for whatever reason. He was like, hey. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I got some shit to do. Yeah. And I did want to point out just that these two cute little old people are eating apples in the scene. I know we don't foreshadow a whole lot or like jump ahead or do any of that shit here, but I feel like this is a um minute enough detail for me to like poke at. <laughs> um It's not a spoiler. Yeah. That I can just be like, hey, apples guys. So anybody who knows what I'm talking about will be like, oh, I get it. And anybody who doesn't will be like, I don't. <laughs> but they will. But they will. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I loved this little scene between Addie and Zed because I, I just thought it was, <laughs> it was cute but also funny. And then they got down. With the poison fruit. Yeah. It's so funny that they like apples and they're like, hmm, why don't we eat an apple? And they're. Getting not I was gonna say getting frisky with it. They're getting not doing freaky that. with the fruit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also the fruit that in the Midlands is poison. So all they're like, you guys can't have this over there, but over here, we fuck with this stuff. Yeah, it's the forbidden fruit. <laughs> it is the forbidden fruit. <laughs> forbidden fruit of fucking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know that was weird. Uh, anyways, <laughs> well. You know what isn't forbidden, Jade? What's that, babe? Beer. <gasps> oh, thank goodness, because I need some right about now. Yeah, yeah, got to cool down a little bit. Yeah, we're a family show after all. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. 
Well, this week we are drinking North Peak Brewing Company's Tropical Diabolical Fruit IPA. Good job. That's a lot. Uh, I can't believe I got that on the first take. I would like to mention that there is a jackalope <laughs> front and center on the label, and that is the reason that I noticed that. That and it's bright orange. To pull gin. But yeah, I saw the jackalope and I was like, wait a fucking minute. And tropical, diabolical, and fruit all pulled me in. It is an IPA and it is quite hoppy. Yeah. But as I drink more and more IPAs, I'm kind of finding that I don't really hate it. It's just a different type of flavor. But it is it is fresh. I could take this on the river. This would be a good river beer. Hoppy can still make me happy. <laughs> uh, on top of that, it is for damn sure a Michigan beer. The hops that they use are Michigan Chinook plus Citra, Michigan Cashmere plus Simcoe. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what that is. Michigan Centennial with Crystal, and then Mandarina Bavaria with Oh Summer. And I, I don't know what those last two things are, but they're in there. It's from Dexter and Traverse City, Michigan. So, I mean, we've gone up to Traverse City. There's, there's hops all grown in with the vineyards up there. Right. If that's something I never knew before. There's like a, a dual purpose. They also grow a lot of cherries. Yeah, I wish they would put some of the cherries into the beer instead of all into the wine. But the wine's good, so it makes up for it. I want to point out two things about this beer, and I find them really interesting. I don't know if it was done on purpose or not, but the IBUs are 66.6, so pretty high, at least as far as I know. I've had quite a few milk stouts that are in the range of 10 or 15, and they're very sweet, so... I mean, it checks out, but it's 66.6, and alcohol by volume is 6.66%. Hmm. I don't know if that's a thing. Because it's diabolical. Oh, you, that, <laughs> that makes total sense. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. I was just reading the numbers like, wait a minute. I mean, I didn't pick up on the numbers, but. It's funny because it's gold and white and bright orange. And it's fruity, exotic, hoppy, fresh. And then it's like, yeah, this is a devil beer, in case you mm. weren't reading. <laughs> it's a little bit of Satan in your cup. No big deal. <laughs> That's not written on the can, but it would be fucking hilarious if it was. <laughs> but I like it. Uh, this isn't at our normal store. I had to go somewhere else to find this. I literally picked it because I'd never heard of it and or had it before. So I don't know the next time that we'll have it, but if I ever see it, I will definitely get it. So if you guys have some of this by you, try it. It's good, but let us know what you think about it. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back right after this. Ba-doop, doop. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And we are back for the second part of chapter 22. And if you're just joining us, you should go back to the beginning because that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> nope. Nope. <it's> not. <laughs> so Richard and Kalen are in the Midlands now. It is confirmed. And they are heading to the mud people. She knows that they probably won't kill her. But it does say they're also not a fan of her. It does go into a little bit more detail about what Kaylin's job was when she was in the Midlands because she visited these people and they like accept her because it's a necessity. They didn't say exactly what it was she was doing, but that she had to go to different places. Right. And she said this before. She travels all over the Midlands doing shit. But at this point, she knows that they're not going to try and kill her because they're kind of scared of her. But she doesn't know if they're going to kill Richard or not. Or if they will be willing to help them. But she's going to bet. <laughs> He's been following her, trying to keep watch over her and protect her. But she was the one who pledged her life for him. And so she has like resolved in her head that if it comes down to it, she has to be the one to lay her life down, not him. So before introducing him to these people, she's already decided that if it's going to be either of us, it's going to be me. But it's her job to be the defense. Right. Tylus is supposed to be working, but he's like, oh, she's pretty. I got to keep her safe. But, I mean, per their agreement, she is the guide. Right. You would think that Richard would have some respect for the title of guide, especially in a land that she is used to. As a woods guide himself, I'm sure he expects the people he's guiding to fucking listen to him. And Kaylin is bringing him to different places in the Midlands, or at least one place now. And he's like, I'm going to protect her. And she's like, shut the fuck up and listen to me and do like you need to do. <laughs> so we can even talk to these people. You need to follow suit. Yeah. You listen to me now. As they're walking, they see these poles with the skulls on them. And there's, like, animal skins wrapped around the pole. But, but it's fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't think we're supposed to be here. First, Richard's a little bit worried, but Kaylin explains that they're the skulls of the ancestors just watching over the land. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's just yeah. we, we just put dead people on spikes and leave them there. <laughs> well, Richard thinks that that's a much better option. He's like, cool, cool, cool. They sound really awesome. Uh, they're probably going to be cool. They like history. They're just probably cool frat dudes. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> and Kaylin's like, well, the only way that you can become a revered ancestor is by killing people. So, like, watch it. Oh, by the way, they're also horribly violent people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, duh, because of the whole heads on pikes thing. I feel like that's a tell. Maybe a little. Yeah. <laughs> She asked Richard to promise to respect their decision that they choose not to help and not to hurt them. He says he finally gets how she felt when he asked her the same thing about Zet way back in the beginning of this book when he was like, could you not hurt Zed? Just like, don't. And she's like, I can't promise you, you know? 
Right. He's literally had to ask her to do this for him before. This is the exact same thing. Don't hurt my people because they might not like you. Kaylin asked if he felt as foolish as she did now when he had to ask her that. And he tells her, yeah, once he realized what was at stake and what kind of person she was. Basically, just for not trusting her. You know, that chick he had known for like two seconds at that point. (laughs) Yeah. But it's funny because right now Richard is telling Kaylin, yeah, now you know that it was a good thing for you to listen to me. So... So I am going to listen to you now because of the lesson from earlier. And I am a thousand percent in. I trust you. Show me how these people do business. And minor spoiler alert, in like five minutes, this is difficult for him. (laughs) To be fair, I feel like she had a little bit of time to warn him. But we'll get there. Yes. (laughs) Kaylin had been to the Mud People's Village before. She hasn't been invited. But like you were saying earlier, she pays professional calls around the Midlands all over the place. Uh, Confessors do that, apparently. They just like, hey, how you doing? Just checking in. They're polite to her, but they don't really like outside interference. So they won't really respond to you threatening them to make them do shit. Right. And that kind of makes it seem like Kaylin has a government job. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like you. You have something you have to do. I have to let you do it, and then you'll be on your way. <laughs> we'll all smile, and it's fine as long right. as you don't fuck with us. I'll pay my taxes. Now take this and leave me be. Yeah. My people hold a council of seers, and they decide the answers to the things that affect the village. They won't do it at sword point. You have to win them over. They have to like you, or they'll just be like, nope, not doing it. So there's a group of dudes who make all the decisions for these people. Yeah. And they have the final say, and if you threaten them, they'll just say, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Easy. I don't blame them. (laughs) No, not really. We are not, well, like, we're coming into their land and saying, hey, you're going to do some shit for me. Fuck I am, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Richard would take her hand when they would go over the swollen stream, and she looked forward to the excuse to take it every time. She wished she could walk beside him, and she could just be a normal chick, but she can't. And he keeps walking behind her to protect her, because he's a badass. No, that's not why. (laughs) That's not why. I will say, one, I thought it was cute, I guess you could say. I don't like that word very much. I don't like that word. But she she had an excuse to hold his hand. Yeah. She it found cute. it literally says it's an excuse to hold his hand. Yeah. Cause I mean she wanted to the whole time. And the second thing, there's a reason why ladies first, okay? Oh you're talking about looking at her butt? Yeah. <laughs> duh. No, she, please. After you. She is apparently wearing like traveling trousers and a shirt or some shit now. Yeah, but according to Richard, she looks just as good in that as her confessor's dress. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. No, I- I'll watch you from back mm-hmm. here. And if you stumble, then I will rush to your aid. <laughs> but I'll, you know, I'll keep an eye on you. <laughs> well, he's playing it off good because she thinks he's just looking for the threat in everything. She was doing the same thing in Westland. And it's good to be wary in the Midlands because the wary die quick and the unwary 
die faster still. Everyone dies, basically. That was cool. I really like that line. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they're both in new territory. So they're a little bit fucking paranoid. And I guess that's to be expected. Dealing with the things that you're dealing with, you're closer to dark and raw now. Like, who the fuck wants to be there? Yeah. Plus, you're just walking. Yeah. <laughs> just walking. Suddenly, eight men pop up wearing animal skins, sticky mud, and they have grass tied all over them. Well, I was just going to point out um, that this adds to the point I was just making. He was not paying attention because eight dudes snuck up on Richard. Yeah. Our woods guide. I do not believe it. (laughs) He was obviously distracted, and so I believe this proves my lady's first theory. Yeah. 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 He was definitely paying attention to something else. Mm -hmm. Kaylin recognized some of these men. It was a mud people hunting party. The eldest sat... Oh, damn it. I told Nate that I had an issue because I read this chapter in the book before I listened to it. And I had to listen to it because when I read it, I couldn't remember how to say his name. And damn it, if I didn't forget it. What is it? Savidlin? Savidlin. Yeah. Right. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. He approached her and Caitlin whispered for Rich to stay calm and follow her lead. We're calling him Rich now? I don't know. In my notes, it's easier to type. That feels weird. Well. Like calling Dark and Raw Darken. You know what I thought about about Darkie? Darkie? That's what I thought. When he was a kid, do you think do you think that they called him Darkie? God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like with a Marcus, they call him, you know, little Marky. Uh, no, I don't think he was a guy that you shortened his name to make it cooler. I think he was that severe child that you're like, he uses his full and middle name. <laughs> Darken Panis. What was that? Darken Panis? <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or like somebody junior by the fourth that just <laughs> always insists you use the full name. Always buttons top button. Your Bill? No, I prefer William. Hmm. Or like in my case, a Nathaniel. Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have digressed just a little bit. All right. Kaelin whispered for Richard to stay calm. Savidlin said, strength to the mother confessor. And Kaelin responded with strength to Savidlin and the mud people. And then they slapped each other hard. <laughs> Whoa. Like that. Yeah. Which, I I mean, Richard was totally cool with, right? Oh, no, no, no. He didn't like it very much. Oh, he didn't? No. Well, tell me what he did. He pulled... <laughs> He pulled the sword, and Kaylin's like, uh, no. <laughs> I said stay calm and do as I do. That's like the exact opposite, man. Right. This is what I was referring to earlier. Five minutes ago, he was all like, no, I'm going to listen to you. It's the right and proper thing to do. You know things here, and I don't. So <laughs> this is the best way to move about the Midlands. I'm going to listen to you now. And then... This happens, and it's obviously something they both did. But this guy hits Kalen, and Richard goes, Fuck no! (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to die, friend? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think you do. Because you're heading that way. (laughs) And this badass magical sword I have will damn sure see it too (laughs) done. So try me. 
please. Well, he he actually says, should I let them slit my throat if they slit your throat? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is how they greet each other. It's They show respect for each other's strength. Can you just put the sword away, please? Which is fucking cool. Hey, smack. And the harder you hit him, the more <laughs> you're like, I believe you can handle that much. <laughs> How much of a gift would that be in just (laughs) any society, really? Just anybody you see when you want to greet them, whether you actually think they're strong or you're a little annoyed with them, you could just give them an open hand. (laughs) See, but then you have to weigh that out. You have to weigh out, like, do I dislike this person enough to disrespect them in such a way to limp wrist it? (laughs) you can only handle this much or do i want to sock him bad enough to make people be like oh he respects the fuck out of that dude (laughs) i think that could really become i I don't want to say self-fulfilling prophecy but that could be like a uh what's it called when you you call your own shot and then it happens a uh self-fulfilling prophecy yeah that's, I guess. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Where he's like, slap, half because he's mad and half because he respects the guy. And then his enemy comes up and hits him harder because he's like, all right, you hit me that hard, so I'm going to hit you this hard. But now I also respect you a little more because of how hard you hit me. And they just keep hitting each other harder Third and harder and harder. Yeah. Which would be fantastic to watch on, like, HBO. It's, you know, yeah, AMA, man. Or uh, what is it? MMA. MMA. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> McGregor respected the fuck out of that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard puts the, the sword away angrily because, you know, the sword pumping the anger through him at this point. Fine, I won't kill a guy. <laughs> And Savidlin asks who the man with the temper is in his language. And Kaylin introduces Richard. She also tells him that he's the seeker. And Savidlin greets him with a big old punch. It's a closed fist punch. Which, by the way, he gave Kaylin a, like a slap, but it was a hard slap. So you know he respects her. Yeah, he didn't take it easy on her. He did slap her. Yeah. But he punches Richard. And this is, this is kind of why I brought up what I brought up. It is punch. He punched him. Yeah. I think that has something to do with the fact that she called him the Seeker, and they obviously know what that is. So I think because she called him, this is Richard the Seeker, he punched him. But at the same time, could be, if you can hang out with Kaylin, you deserve a like a punch as a greeting. Like, you must be strong, but he is not going to punch the Mother Confessor. No, she's still a woman. <laughs> right, so he's still like, I'll, you know, I'll slap you hard, but I'm not going to punch you. Well, Richard immediately, like, this was not even a, a sentence in between. There was no, no hesitation. He immediately socks that motherfucker and knocks him on his ass. Fucking ain't right he did, because the second Kalen told him, hey, this is how these people say hello, and he got hit. He knew that he was going to retaliate and be like, see, I just respected the fuck out of you. (laughs) And I'm also going to break your nose in the process. And I'm going to feel better about this whole situation and we can move on. I just swore a lot, but I I felt intense. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's the sword. The sword came out and it got me all. Yeah. Up. Oh, it was. I was touching the sword. My bad. Yeah. I didn't mean to break your nose. <laughs> so Midland smiles and rubs his jaw and he's like, no man has ever shown such respect for my strength before. What a wise dude. Right. Oh, you think I'm strong. All right. <laughs> I like you, Richard. You and me are cool. Yeah, everyone's laughing. Caitlin's translating, and she tells Richard that she thinks he made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so Midland holds his hand out, and Richard helps him up, and then so Midland puts his arm around Richard's shoulder, and he tells him he hopes he doesn't come to respect his strength any more than he does already, though. Like, that's enough. You don't need to hit me <laughs> yeah. any harder, okay? See, it was a, it was a power move. Yeah. He's like, all right, yeah, you, me and you were cool, but that's also, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> no need to go beyond that. <laughs> Tomorrow when we're friends and we greet each other, let's not do this again. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can just pretend. The okay? slap thing I did with her, that's fine. Yeah. That's enough. He's also going to be known now as Richard with the temper, which. Perfect. Richard with the temper. <laughs> so it's all, it's kind of a feel good moment here for a little bit. They're like, hey, Kaylin's here, and Richard with the temper, who respects the fuck out of Savidlin, is here, and everybody's new friends and having a good time, and then Savidlin gets real and asks if Richard is Kaylin's mate. <laughs> it's a weird first question. Like, you two fucking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this your travel companion? What's going on? Yeah, because it's weird, because... People aren't saying, like, husband-wife when they talk about confessors. It's mate, which takes it to a, a it's an ickier feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, never mind. I was going to say, like, an animal. Yeah. It's Not like quite breeding. as human. Like bre- yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, like, breeding purposes. Yeah. You're mating to make babies. Yeah. And if she's come to choose one, if it's not him. Which, creepy? Yeah. You're going to, you're what? you're choosing a mate is that a thing you have to do and Richard overhearing this for the first time is like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) luckily he can't understand their language that's why he can't hear any of this he's just sitting over there like twiddling his thumbs like these people I think that would just give him some sort of false hope if he could understand like well I could maybe this is the reason why she was weird when like me and her came up because it has to be a certain thing but He's not privy to any of this because they're speaking in the mud people's language. Yeah. Which I also kind of wish we had a name for, but we don't. No, not as of right now. (laughs) I don't know if we ever get one. They're just the mud people. But she also does kind of warn him. Even though she's dressed differently, she's still the same underneath. Kind of being like, dude, still get the power. Don't fuck with me, okay? Which he knows, and Richard doesn't. Again, Richard doesn't understand. But he's like, oh, oh, yeah, right, no. <clears throat> yeah, puts everybody else Straightens in Straightens the tie <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so Vinley asks why she's there, and she tells him there's a man who's looking to rule them all, and they're coming looking for help to defeat that dude. And Savidlin says he knows of Father Rawl. A missionary had come telling them all about him. He talked to them for about three days until they grew tired of him. Caitlin asks what happened after that, and... Savvy just smiled. <laughs> Did he smile and say that the missionary was a good man? And does it imply that they wouldn't hurt him because he was a good man? Or was he saying, I'm a good man, because 
I took care of the bad man. <laughs> he was saying, he was implying that the other dude was a good man, but it doesn't explain in what way. Weird. It's a weird moment. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm still thinking of the head on the pikes outside their village there. Yeah. Might have some implications. <laughs> but Richard tells Kalen to tell the mud people to call a gathering. And she tells him that he needs to chill the fuck out yeah. because you can't rush this. This is not something. It's literally what she was saying before. They're not going to do it if you force them to do it. Only way they're going to do it is because they want to do it for you. We have to grease the wheels. Right. I'm laying the grease. Calm down. It's funny because his instinct is kind of fucking him now. Whereas earlier when he punched the dude, they were all like, yeah, Richard's our dude. But now Richard's instinct, they're getting in the way. Yeah. Like, don't demand shit from anybody. And who are you to demand anything from these people anyway? You are the seeker, right? But you are literally three days into the job. That's an exaggeration. I know I'm going to get something for that. Um, But you're just a dude from Westland. Kind of still. Let this lady do her thing. And who knows if any of that means anything to the mud people. I'm guessing not. They've probably lived their whole life without knowing anything about Richard. It seems like they know what a seeker is, right? But, like, they don't know Richard personally, so they wouldn't be inclined to do him any favors. If Richard wasn't the seeker and just wandered into the mud people's village, I'm sure he would get himself a prime spot on a pike. Yeah. But since he's the seeker and he's with Kaylin, he's not dead. (laughs) He tells her that he's patient, but he's not tolerant. So he's not going to put up with shit, which I think is kind of a cop out. Like you're not being patient or tolerant right now. Right. You're uh, pretty demanding, buddy. Yeah. Calm your tits. Savidlin asks if Richard brought the rain and Kaylin's a little confused, but she's like, kind of. That's a weird question. The clouds follow him. (laughs) We came here on my advice, is what she tells him. It's important, and I would never bring, like, an outsider here unless I really had to, because, like, I know that's disrespectful, but, like, you know, I I did. He's important. (laughs) How wild does that have to sound to these mud people? Hey, so there's a guy... And the clouds follow him around, and I brought him to your village, so you guys have rain. Which, if they're called the mud people, um, maybe a good thing. Yeah. Because they like mud. Dirt and rain equals mud, so yeah, kind of implies that that's a good thing. But, I mean, that aside, I'm sure they have crops. They need to grow things. They need to eat things. And they need water to drink. So, Richard bringing rain is a good thing for these people. And, um... <laughs> There's just this mystery man, and Rain follows him around, and I brought him to your village, would scare the shit out of somebody, wouldn't it? Like, wait, he does what? Yeah, and why, and how. And yeah. Is it just Rain, or is there, like, going to be lightning? And we know the reason for this thing. Well, there's a wizard in, in Dahara, the next landover, and he's got a tracer cloud, and that cloud's on this guy. So another wizard created more clouds to hide that cloud, and that's why it rains around Richard. Yeah. What? (laughs) 
This has to blow their fucking minds. Well, he's not explaining that all to these kids right now. No, they're super cash about it. <laughs> he's... Savidlin just says that she's welcome, and Richard's most welcome. We like him tons. <laughs> Kaylin understands that everybody likes him because she likes him. She gets why he's just charismatic. Everybody likes him immediately. But it kind of worries her that there seems to be another weird reason that everyone's like, Oh, yeah, it's the guy. You're with the guy. Come on in. Because she doesn't know what that could be. It's just, he's Richard. Well, that's what he says. He says, see, told you I'd win him over, just didn't think it'd be by laying one of them out. I'm sorry. You were talking about the mystery thing. Yeah. The other reason why they may be excited. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say, and it doesn't give you any other details. I liked it only because, like we were talking about earlier in the chapter, it's one of those things that makes you want to turn the page. But I feel like earlier in the chapter, with the whole Zed thing and him leaving, because what the hell is his plan without Richard? That makes you want to continue turning the pages. And I feel like that was more of a reason to keep reading than this almost. Oh. And I like the mud people. I love the mud people. What am I saying? But. You just like Zed. I do. (laughs) I like Zed. Well, this is kind of, it. it is not really at a climax yet with these mud people. Right. It's still cold. They just met. Yeah. It's not like thickening plot line. Yeah, they're going to get help. And, hopefully. You know, hopefully. Right. That's the plan. But Richard is coming in hot and Caitlin's trying to cool him off and, you know, stop being so demandy. And Zed, meanwhile, has a mystery mission that we know nothing about. Yeah. That he didn't tell Richard about, and he's just going to go head off and do his own fucking thing. And, and I mean, yeah, I like Zed, so. <laughs> you mean his separate mission, the bone and the bone lady? The bone. <laughs> Zed is kind of like James Bond, but better uh, because he's a wizard. <laughs> if James Bond was a wizard and... This was after he did the whole working for England thing, you know, so he was older, <laughs> but just as debonair. He would be Zed. A little bit saggier of a butt. Yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, that happens with age. <laughs> but think of how charming he's got to be. Forget it. <laughs> but that's, that is the end of our chapter, guys. We have made it to the end. This chapter is ending a little bit sooner than some of our other chapters, so we are just going to like have a little chit-chat with you guys real quick about some things that we are talking about doing in the coming weeks slash months. Uh, we brought this up in the last podcast. We are talking about doing a Children of Dahara series, like a limited five-episode long run. Yeah, like one per book or something. Right. We currently have two podcasts, and uh, we are about to take a hiatus on our All Things Harry Potter once we get to the end of this last book, and we thought that that would be the perfect opportunity to take double time on this podcast, bring this one into our center view. Yeah, we love Harry Potter very much. We are big fans. We did start with Harry Potter because it was 
an easy way for us to dip a toe into podcasting, but the sort of truth is our passion project, and we do want to be here and fully present for this story. Right. The idea is after the Children of Dahara series that we do, we want to start doing two episodes a week and really trying to blow through these books a little bit faster because right now it's taking a minute. I'm dying to get farther in. You guys are dying to get farther in. Nate is. I know. I know. It's the number one suggestion we've gotten. Mm -hmm. We're like, these are awesome. We love that you guys are talking about it. We love listening to it. Please go faster. (laughs) I just don't want to lose some of the depth that we get into by blowing too fast through some of the chapters, which we may end up deciding that we have to go a little bit faster. If we do, that's fine. But we thought that we would start with two episodes a week and see how we can do with that first. We're going to get back to Harry Potter. We're probably going to try and record those and then release them all at once. But that's a whole other topic for another time. We just wanted to let you guys know kind of what we were thinking and where we're planning on going in the coming weeks slash months with this podcast. And we really, really would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Even if it's just like, yeah, that's super good idea or eh, I don't really care. Any little thing (laughs) really helps us keep going every day doing this stuff on top of, you know, life. We love doing this. It's fun for us to do, but reading shit online helps. (laughs) Well, like I said, that was the number one thing I've heard is we need more episodes to get through the story a little faster. And like you said, we don't want to sacrifice depth. We laugh a lot. (laughs) And maybe we glaze here and there. But we love this story, and we do want to give it its due. And faster is not a bad thing. So just let us know what you guys think. And we can't wait to make more episodes for you guys. Yeah. We are going to be back next week. We are not taking any type of hiatus with Sword of Truth. No, sir. Just in case you guys thought that might have been what we were intending. It's not. We did for one week. We are planning on continuing uninterrupted for the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's going to be great. For right now, though, I think we are going to put a close to chapter 22. Two? <laughs> I wrote yes. 22. I thought 22. maybe 23. I need another beer. I closed out my notes, so I'm (laughs) flying blind. (laughs) If you guys have something to say about this chapter, please get at us at podcastatt at gmail.com. We have gotten a few there. Thank you guys so much for letting us know that you are out there. I love it when we get emails. We both get notified and we're like, fuck yeah, did you see the new email? (laughs) Yep. You can find us on Instagram at podcastatt, on Facebook at all the things. And at podcast att, and on Twitter at podcast underscore att. It's <laughs> a lot of A's and T's. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys wanted to help this podcast grow, you could also go to patreon.com slash yep podcast att, and you can make a pledge there. Once you do that, you'll get access to deep cut discussions, which Jade and I are also excited to say that we are going to have way more of on Patreon. Every time we hit an interesting topic, we are going to get into it 
And we only post those up on Patreon because otherwise we'd be posting like maybe two, three hour episodes and we just don't have the time to edit all that. So we put them up there. Uh, we also like to put all of our gag reels there. We screw up a lot and they make us laugh. So we save them. And once we get enough of them, we drop them into a file with a little bit of music and play them for you guys. And I just laugh the whole way through. But we hope to see you guys next week. That's right. We'll see you real soon. With your ears. Yeah. In our mouth. In our mouth. (laughs) This is a weird one. Bye. (laughs) Bye.